Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to wrap up our wide receiver ranks that we started last week. We went 1 through 30 last week, and I think today we're going to turn around and go 31 through 50. Maybe not as in-depth on some of these. We'll kind of spotlight the players we like because there's a lot of guys on here. It's just, yeah. Do you, do you care about them? Probably not. We don't have a strong opinion on. If we do, it might be negative. But there's some guys down here also that we really actually like too. Like We'll bring some of these guys up in a little bit. Before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. Fantasy Football Profit is on Instagram. FantasyFootballProfit.com is the website. And you can also email us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. And once again, we're going to talk to you about a little bit about the Fan Up Network app. And we haven't said, like, we don't, we've turned down a lot of advertising on this show. We just don't, I mean, don't feel like we want to talk about something if we don't actually think it's a good product or a good app or something. I think it's a lot different with Fan Up. That's why we actually decided to go with them. It's basically, if you haven't heard before, it, you can take all your teams from all the different formats, ESPN, NFL. I think they have ESPN, Yahoo, NFL, My Fantasy League, and basically puts them in one spot. You just add your team in there, log in, and all your teams, you can go in one app and find them all on all the different platforms. That, to me, is like insane time saver. You don't have to have five apps on your phone yep. for all that. Remembering passwords and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's just like you don't always you don't have to log in every single time to just check scores. You know, during, on Sunday, you get one app, shows all your, all your teams up there. So yeah, so if you guys play fantasy football on different <laughs> platforms like we do, obviously yeah. me and Craig both do a, a lot of different ones. This is a great product for that. It's it's quick. It looks sleek. Yep. Um, it's easy to use, and it does save you a ton of time. So definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely. We've been I've been using. I've already added most of my teams on there, and it's gonna be nice when I actually get to use it. Once week one rolls around, which still feels too far away, just inching closer. We're getting there, but. Let's talk about some wide receivers. We've got our draft this weekend, so we should. These are the guys that we've been targeting. It's why you can get running backs heavy. Because these guys, it's deep when you get to wide receivers. So we're going to start off probably with a guy we don't really care about as much. <laughs> Number 31, Emmanuel Sanders. My 34th ranked player, your 30th ranked player. And it's not, it's not the player here. It's more of the situation and the quarterback situation. And I don't feel like it's a very good quarterback situation. And I don't, I don't know if it will be. It's going to be okay, but I think Sanders has suffered since Peyton Manning hasn't been Peyton Manning since he wasn't there. Yeah, and it's just he's okay. He's he's okay. That's what it is. So we're actually a little lower, I think, on him than some people. Just I, it's something I can't get excited about him as a yeah. player right and, now. And that's mostly why I'm not excited is because at this, if if you, if you couldn't get him right here at 31, then yeah, he has good value, right? Because even last yeah. year he had almost 80 receptions, about a thousand yards, five TDs. Yeah. So. You know, that's good production out of that. But right now, you know, he's going as a wide receiver, too. Um, and at that ADP, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. But once again, he does have upside. It's more, can that quarterback turn around? Um, I don't see it improving a tremendous amount. So I'm, I'm a little more skeptical about Emmanuel Sanders. And that's, that's where I am, too. So if you can get him at 31, I think that's a good value. So yeah. He's ranked as the 23rd. His ADP, though, is 27. So he's still going higher. And it's just... I don't know. I just don't think I don't. I don't expect much from Denver's passing offense, so that's where I'm going to be down on him. So that's just that's what it is. It's just not something I'm excited about. Thirty second is Jeremy Macklin, my thirty sixth ranked player. Your thirty first ranked player. Mm-hmm. He's interesting because he's in a new situation, obviously. Um, 
A lot of targets have left Baltimore who threw for the most you know pass attempts basically the last two years. No Steve Smith, no Dennis Pitta, Kamar Aiken, list goes on. So none of these guys. It's now it's it's Jeremy Macklin, it's Mike Wallace, it's Brashard Perriman. And people are kind of just thinking it's going to be Macklin's going to step into that slot role and catch a lot of balls, and I think he probably will. So I think he might have – I think he's probably going to catch a lot of passes. And maybe it was – last year he was injured a lot. But before, the year before that, he was pretty good in 2015 for the Chiefs. He had a pretty solid season. It's just like, is he done now? That's, we get a lot of these guys, I think, in this range or in this same kind of age too where it's like they're on that verge of just not being the player they once were. And it's hard to expect players of this age to actually bounce back. You know what I mean? Some people – I don't know if he will. But I think he's he's safe enough with that many targets to go around. Just can't expect Eagles' Jeremy Macklin to show up. Yeah, and, but, and that's very true. And once again, this is a guy I really do like because I, I did have him at 31. Yep. Um, and right now he's 38. So I'm actually uh, you know a little higher than most ADP is going right now. And mostly because I do think he's going to jump back into being I mean he's the number one wide receiver there so I think he's yeah. going to get that kind of production as far as you know I think he could be a you know top 25 receiver do I think he's going to be a top 10 like he wasn't you know Philly no I don't I don't think he's ever going to return to that but even two years ago he was 17th when he actually was yep. healthy yep. so um, if I take him at his word that he was actually banged up all you know he played 50 or yep. 12 games last season but he said he still was banged up throughout the whole thing I mean, he had a terrible season. Yeah, and it, maybe it was the injury. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah, so I, I like his upside, and especially when you get down here. If yep. I'm looking for value, I really do think he is one of them. Yep. Um, I guess that's a, a little more me. Um, I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm taking a huge jump on him. But, you know, I'm seven spots uh, above where ADP is. So yep. I, I really do like him. I, I think Baltimore is in desperate need of, of playmakers. All right, 33 is going to be Stefan Diggs, my 33rd ranked, your 34th ranked. He's actually a guy I like a lot. I don't like the situation. I yeah. think the player is talented, very talented. In a better situation, I would really like Diggs. I don't think that's this with Sam Bradford and just going to—he's going to throw the ball two yards, you know, and throw for ninety-two percent completion percentage because he doesn't throw it anywhere. I mean, seven touchdowns only for Diggs last year, so he's not getting touchdowns. If he's not going to get touchdowns, it's hard to jump him much more than this. And even his yards per catch was last year. You can see the difference with Sam Bradford. That's what you can see here. Is his rookie year, he had, what, 13.8 yards per catch, and then last year dropped to 10.8. That's Sam Bradford for you, and that's a worry. You know, he had 84 catches, so you're thinking 84 catches. That should really jump. He only had 900 yards out of 84 catches. Yeah. That's that's really, It's, it's going to be hard to really succeed, I think, with Bradford at quarterback if that offense doesn't. And maybe it's not Bradford, but yeah. just that offense. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't like the offense. I think he's going to struggle. I think he might, he will have a few games where he's he's very good because yep. he he's, he's a talented yeah. guy. Um, and I, I want, he's one of them that I'm kind of rooting for, but I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, yep. I don't like the situation that he's in. He's a talented guy that's just going to be limited by his quarterback. Yep. All right, we'll, we're going to talk about 34 and 35 here because it's two old guys <laughs> that played for the Jets last year that we differ on quite a bit. So Brandon Decker Marshall. And Eric Decker. Nice. So first, Decker actually comes in ranked one hot spot ahead of Brandon Marshall in our consensus. <laughs> I had Decker 40th. You have him 28th. Then Marshall, I have him 30th. You have Marshall 39th. So we differ completely on these guys. Yeah. But they're the same, it's the same thing. They're up there in age. They're both leaving a terrible team from last year. And actually, they both are going into what we think are going to be good offenses. You'd think off the top of your head, Giants should be better, but 
wise well, Tennessee's right there. Yeah, so, they're and they're a little more unknown, right? You don't know yeah. where their their throws yeah. are going to go to. So I okay, I guess I'm trying. To, I'm the one who actually has Marshall ranked well out of Decker, but I guess the argument is Decker has a much clearer shot at the number one receiver role than Brandon Marshall has no shot at the wide receiver one role. That's, I guess, I'm already yeah. going against myself here. <laughs> and I, the thing is, I guess I'm looking at it too, is I think of it as Marshall has only Beckham as much. I don't think there's much else there to, I don't know, Sterling Shepard, I don't even know what his injury is now, if he's coming, what what his situation was. I can't, I don't care. Cause that's, I, don't, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think he's that much of a difference maker at all. And Evan Ingram, I don't think is going to do much. I kind of think Corey Davis and Richard Matthews are and Delaney Walker just more targets to take away from Decker. That's that's yeah. it. It's not even. It's that's pretty much where I'm at. And it, this is surprising to me too. So I had to look up Decker obviously to make sure that I wasn't just completely <laughs> biased. But first of all, I think Corey, Corey Davis. He's a rookie, so I'm kind of assuming he's going to have a slow progression to fully get up. I think he's going to be very good, but I think it'll take him a year to get there. Richard Matthews is more of a possession guy. He doesn't really go for the red zone stuff. Delaney Walker, I know you're not a big fan of him, actually. I'm really not. <laughs> so I, I think Decker yet. actually falls into a situation yeah. where he's going to actually be that number one wide receiver, and he catches a ton of touchdowns anyway. I mean, even when he's not the number one guy, he usually catches about eight because yeah. he's a, a tall guy that is you know great in the red zone. And going back to 2012, just talking about positional rank and wide receivers, I mean, he, and take this with a grain of salt, right? This is not what he was because he was on Peyton Manning teams. He was on great situational ones. So he was 8th overall in wide receiver, 10th, 29th, 10th, and then he got hurt. Yeah. So it's crazy. He can put up those numbers, mm-hmm. and he was in very good situations to do so. Yep. You know, places where he could really take the bulk of the load, or he was with a phenomenal mm-hmm. offense, so he could sneak in and get a ton of touchdowns. But he's a very sneaky wide receiver, uh, very sneaky fantasy play. Every single year, and every single year, he always gets underrated. And that's why he makes, I mean, you know, he's within my top 30, so 28, yeah. you said. Yeah. Which, you know, it sounds crazy. But don't don't sleep on Decker. I think he's a great value. And I, the offense should be solid. So yeah, and it really does yeah. you know rise and fall with Mariota and whether or not they they grab a rapport. So you're taking a little risk, but I think I think relatively safe. And I'm, I guess I'm taking the chance that Marshall has one more year in him, but we don't know if he does or not. He very well could. I mean, he yeah. he's been one of the best wide receivers yeah. in the past decade, which is I mean it's yep. just true. All right, number 36, we'll go to young guys here. Think of breakouts. Devontae Parker, my 31st, your 38th. I still have kept Parker up there after the Tannehill injury, mm-hmm. but it makes me think a little more, and I'm not as excited about it because part of the whole idea of Parker breaking up this year is not just always not the fact that he's just you know extremely talented and maybe he has the whole NFL thing figured out a little bit more. Is he played with the same quarterback for the last two years. It just was something you know would help out. I don't know what to expect from Cutler. We think he could target him maybe because he's like those big receivers in the past, but it's no sure thing. There's no one knows, and, and he so, still is number three on the depth yeah, chart. Yeah, it's. I'm worrying a little bit more. I haven't dropped him yet, but I see myself not drafting him a lot right now, and I'm worried because he was my biggest like breakout guy, and this quarterback situation just scares me now. Yeah. and he's he's much more boom, boomer yeah. bust kind of player, and right now, I mean, what happens in a lot of, with a lot of players is. Do you love him more than other people love him? Mm-hmm. And right now, people love him more than I do. Which, yeah, and and everyone, everyone's kind of jumping on the hype train, and they should. Yep. He's he's that talented, but at the same time, um, you know, I put my eggs in other baskets. Yep. I guess. And I'm I'm a big believer, and I'm thinking he's gonna have a good breakout year, but it just still doesn't mean I'm gonna reach for him. And that's what ends up happening. I don't reach for him, so I don't get him. But I like him. I still like him. 
I guess I want to see what Cutler does in preseason, like especially preseason game three. See where that what happens or how they look. All right, number thirty-seven, Julian Edelman. He's both of our thirty-fifth. This is another guy just doesn't do much for us, especially with that many players to throw the ball to in the Patriots. Edelman's fine. He's a good player, but I think with if you have Cooks, if you have healthy Gronk, if you have those running backs to throw to, he's going to suffer a little bit, and he's just going to be he's going to be okay. But I don't know. He's we're lower than him. His ADP is twenty-five. So yeah, we're very. I mean. And he's he's one of these guys that gets underrated too, but at the same time, I mean, you know, he kind of hovers around there. So last yep. year he was twenty fourth overall yep. um, in wide receivers, and the year before that he was thirty seventh, and then twenty sixth, nineteenth, and before that, you know, he wasn't relevant. Um, so he, could he jump up there? Yeah, but he doesn't. You know, if I miss out on him, I would never kick myself yeah. because he's not going to burn me. So this is one of the guys that I'd rather take a chance on someone else. Unless you're really hurting for consistency, then you could throw him on your, your your roster. But even then, it's not a whole lot to get excited about. No, it, it just never does much for me. I don't think I've ever had Julian Edelman on one of my teams in I've fantasy not, ever. No, I haven't it's, it's just one of those players. It's just sad. No. And he never catches a whole lot of touchdowns, which really limits him. Yep. You know, he's one of those that he's a, he's a better football player than he is a fantasy football player. Yeah. All right, these next two guys are actually two players I think we're a little more excited about. So 38th and 39th. It's going to be Tyrell Williams, 38th, mm-hmm. my 39th year, 37th, and Cameron Meredith, my 38th year, 40th. I think we're both a little bit more. These guys are more excited about in this range that we think could have a jump. Tyrell Williams has kind of come on a little bit more here later because of Mike Williams and what is you know his injury status. And it really does – he's not going to be back around until October at the earliest, I think. Mm-hmm. And Tyrell Williams – for what he wasn't a rookie last year, it kind of feels like he was because no one knew who the heck he was. <laughs> he busted on the scene, but this was but the year before he only had two catches, but two catches for ninety yards <laughs> the year before. So he was this big play guy, but he had sixty nine catches for over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns last year. I mean that's impressive. It is. And if Mike Williams isn't around, why isn't that going to? It can Keenan Allen, yes, but I still think there's going to be a lot in that passing game. So where he's getting drafted, though. I think he's definitely yeah, without doubt. He was getting a lot lower than this before. Without Mike Williams there to really crowd that wide receiver, I mean, he's going to be a number two, which I think is a great spot for him. And like you said, I, I think there's plenty to go around with that offense. We saw even last year they did very very well, and they were without Keenan Allen, and you know Antonio Gates was a little bit hobbled, and they were you know using a rookie tight end a lot. So I, I think that they're going to be even stronger this year, and I think Keenan Allen being healthy, both of them, I think will help each other. So. He, he's one of them that I, I've seen. Um, you know, you can't really call him a sleeper because he's not. But a lot of people getting closer to the draft kind of remember last year and how well he did and yep. starting to draft him a little higher. Then, so I do like him. And then Cameron Meredith, another guy who wasn't actually a rookie last year, but it felt like he was, same kind of situation, yep. where their rookie years they didn't do anything. He kind of came on the scene a little bit, not right away, so his stats aren't going to look great over the full year because it took him a while before he started catching balls. But when he did, he was really good. And we, I mean, it seems like he's going to be the number one over Kevin White because I mean, I don't know if Kevin Kevin White's ever going to actually do anything. And Kevin White does not make our top fifty because we have nothing to just don't know. There's not really a tight end to throw the ball to there that's going to you know take a lot of catches. I think from him, Cameron Meredith, catch the ball a lot and just be very solid player. And yeah, and I'm Cameron Meredith is a guy that I'm I'm pretty high on. Um, he, he did a lot with nothing last year. I mean, he played 14 games, 66 receptions, 
I mean, this is, I mean, all of these are repeating numbers. It's ridiculous. 888 yards and then four TDs. So he had four games he won over 100 yards, and he was still getting his feet under him. So he really didn't come on until about week 11 where he started getting multiple catches uh, a game. And he did He did actually, I mean, he's kind of sporadic, but he was, you know, he's kind of new to it. Um, so if he can increase that touchdown number, which I think he can because he's a 6'3 wide receiver, going to be number one. Um we already know he can get the yardage because he really got all of those points through yardage last year. So I, I'm very high on this guy. I really, really like him, and I think you can get him for really, really cheap because yep. he's on a very lackluster passing offense. Yep. So this is a guy that's another one that I really like for value. Our next guy is another. This is, good, this is where you go from excited to just, oh, I could care less. It's Pierre Garcon, 40th. Yeah, I mean, you can talk him up because you had a good point about where at least he's in a good position, right? Yeah, but you know, I don't like, I don't want to draft my players based on just volume alone. I want volume and talent, and I don't know how much. I mean, maybe Garcon still has some of that talent left, but I don't know. I don't see it as much. He's just okay at this point. You know, you kind of know what you're going to get. You're not going to get this amazing breakout guy. I just, I don't see myself drafting Pierre Garcon ever because when I'm down here, I'm probably going to go for the upside play. So I, did, I don't end up with Pierre Garçon on a team of mine. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, he might get a lot of targets, but I just, nah, just staying away. I just don't care. I yeah. want volume, but I want volume and talent, and I don't see that. Thing. Yeah, so he's going to be a number one wide receiver on a yeah. struggling team. You know, I, is he worthwhile to have on your team? It's, it's possible. I think you can use him in bi-week fill-ins, things like that. I think he's going to reach 1,000 yards pretty easily for the wide receiver one if he stays yeah. healthy. Yeah. I don't see a lot of touchdowns in his future, but, you know, I don't really see him – you know, getting above a, a top 30 wide receiver. Yep. I mean, I, I don't think that's in his in, future. So. Better in PPR than standard. Mm-hmm. 41 is John Brown. He actually ranked 41st for both of us. And I'm not going to go too much into John Brown. We talked about him a lot a couple episodes. Like, I, I'm i still under the assumption that, and I believe last year was an injury-filled season, that that's why he went down because he was on a good pace to really jump up. We we talked about a lot of third-year, fourth-year wide receiver breakouts. and he was He had that pace to move up there like that. I think I might have tried to compare it to Antonio Brown. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, crazy. But I like the potential, and I like the fact that he's not getting overdrafted. So yeah. I like him. I'm going to pick him over Garcon every all the time. And maybe the, that's the thing. You may think, okay, Pierre Garcon, he probably should be ranked ahead of Brown because, you know, chances are he's going to get more catches and probably, you know, maybe 75% of the situations, like, chances he's going to be better than him. But there's that chance that John Brown becomes really, really good. There's not that chance for Garcon. That's the difference. Yeah. It's and just... Especially for the position he's in. Um, you know, Palmer, can he can still play. I mean, you know, he's, a, he's an aging quarterback, but I, I haven't seen, besides for injury, you know, he puts the ball in play. He, he can really get it where he needs to go. Fitzgerald is an aging wide receiver that's turned more into a tight end. He's still a very good football player. Um, but John Brown has the ability to really turn out to be the number one wide receiver if he plays well. And just two years ago, before he had all of this mess of health issues, he ended with as the 21st wide receiver. And he's still a young guy. I mean, he's only been, this will be his fourth year in the league. So to Craig's point, while you were hyping him up before, I mean, I'm kind of starting to come around on John Brown, assuming yep. that he's healthy, right? Because he can still get him for, yeah. you know, Next to nothing. good price. Yeah. Another guy, number 42, who I like a lot, Randall Cobb. Yeah, I'm going to let you run it's not, <laughs> because okay. you love Randall Cobb so much. It's not even a lot. I just like I like where you're getting him value-wise for what potential I think is there. That's the difference I feel like. Down here, I feel like you're not, you're not risking anything to take a guy right here. And 
if those last two years where Randall Cobb was it were injuries, again, this is the same situation. Yeah. If that was the case, I feel like he could come back. 2014, he was the sixth receiver. He finished as the sixth receiver. Like, that's crazy. Devontae Adams took that role last year, really, yeah. that Cobb role. So will he ever get back to that 2014? No. But I think he can get a lot higher than being in the 40s. Yeah. You know, that's... Could, especially if you steal some of those um, touchdowns that yeah. Devontae Adams and Jordy had, because they both had a just yeah. a ridiculous amount. Both of them yeah. are double digits. So is it out of the realm of possibility? No. He, he could be someone that's very useful. But I think he's going to be really more hit and miss. Yep. But when you're down here, do you really care? You're just no, looking for upside. It's a complete upside for me, and that's why I like it. It's just there's, there is a chance. He's done it before. He's been a top ten wide receiver before. He still has age on his side. So. I know, he's still... There Young. is a chance, and that's where I like to take, especially if you're pretty set above it, wide receiver. These are like wide receiver fives at this point almost. So if this is your four or five, you feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. That's why I like it. Now, Jeff's favorite player in the draft here is 43rd. It's Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> okay, I'm never going to have Deshaun. And it makes me sound like I hate the guy. I don't. I just uh, I have no no need for him. Yeah. I think he's overdrafted every single time. I hate boomer bus players. Yeah, and he's and he hasn't even really been that that yeah. big of a a a draw for the past years. Yeah. But still, people always over yep. because he's so fast and he had those years where he was so, such a good wide receiver. But yeah, he he irks me to no end. I can't ever feel safe with him in my lineup. And that was three years ago when he was much yeah. more yeah. of you a can, player. In a way. You can put him on a best ball team if you have that, where you get his best <laughs> weeks. But I'm never playing him because I never know when his best weeks are going to happen in a regular redraft league. It's yeah, just, just ready to pull your hair out. So I'm going to move on to 44, who I think we're actually a little bit higher on. I guess maybe this is our Lions bias coming through. It's Marvin Jones. It ends up as our 44th player. And... People are, he's getting he's just he was, he was an afterthought for a while here because this is how terrible his second half of the season was. Yeah. I just think it'll be a mix of the first and the second half. I think it's a mix. I don't think you'll see first half, obviously. I don't think second half will happen. I think there's some injury stuff going on there, too. It seemed like he was battling through some stuff. And, I mean, yes, a lot of times players will say that, too, once they had a terrible season, like certain, you know, and you can see, but. You can see that I believe it more because how do you go from what he was at the beginning of the year to what he was at the end of the year? You know, that's a big difference. And a lot of players, they like to save face and, oh, I was injured. I've heard this a couple times this year. And I don't know, you, when you see that drastic of a drop-off, it could be true. Yeah, you know? and, and I do. And I, I think it was also a little bit of a, you know, figure out how to play with each other. Because Golden yeah. Tate and him are, are both very good, you know, wide receivers. They both yeah. can catch a lot. Um, the big difference between Marvin Jones and, and Tate where they pretty much traded when they caught touchdowns. So in the first six games, Marvin Jones had four touchdowns. And then after that, I don't think he didn't have one. Nope. So that was the big one. I mean, he came out of the gate just smoking. So if he comes out just and even just a little bit, just keeps that going, that momentum going at all. I mean, his first three games, he had four receptions for 85 yards, eight for 118, and then six for 205. <laughs> I mean, those yards are crazy. And then after that, it wasn't even terrible. I mean, he had, you know, 74, then a couple bad ones, 94. And it was just kind of like lackluster. It was every other one you get like six points and then three, six points, three. So if he can really – and that was the first year on the team. So I do think that he will improve on his numbers from last year. Um, So I once again, I I like his upside. And when you get down this far, I think, once again, I think he's a a value pick that, you know, if he doesn't work out, it's no big deal. Yep. 45th is Corey Davis, my 42nd, your 52nd. 
And it's there's injuries going on with Corey yeah, Davis. The injury is why he he kind of. I mean, slid he's from been him. injured basically since the, since college season ended. He didn't make mm-hmm. it to the combine. He didn't do anything. The pre-draft process still got the fifth pick, and now he's hurt again. But he looked great, I guess, from what reports say when he first was out there. Now he's hurt, so yeah, that's I, where I'm at with him. I think he will be eventually a very very good NFL player. I really yeah. really like the guy. But if you're hurt going into the season and then you have those talented guys ahead of you, I just think it's going to take that much longer to get into the flow of the game. Yep. So I think it's going to really stunt his numbers fantasy-wise right away. And who knows, if, if he's ready and he's great, this is a huge steal you're getting. So yeah. I have no problem taking him as your like fifth guy just to take a chance. Yeah. So. Once again, upside, right? Yep. It's, there's... There's little risk when you're getting him down here. He's not. He's not going for a crazy. Yeah, and price. he is one rookie that I think when he's healthy, yep. he's he's NFL ready. Yep. He looked he looked the part. So, forty sixth is Adam Thielen. I don't have much to say about Adam Thielen. I'll just throw that out there. I don't know. You know he he flashed some really good stuff. But once yeah, again, he's, just, he's stuck on that Vikings offense. I think that the ceiling is just is low. It, for was that out of necessity? I don't know. Like, and do you it, still have Treadwell there? Like, you know how. Rudolph, like who is gonna steal the you the know, targets? Is Diggs gonna get more? And Diggs is still the number one for me. Yeah, and Diggs will actually be healthy this year. It's a weird situation. I don't know what to think about the guy. You're not taking a risk here, I guess. But we could be way low on him if those numbers that he put up towards the end of last year are true. If that's what he is, we're way too low on him. So that's why I think he has to be here. Just I don't have a good feeling either way, and I don't have a good feeling for that passing offense. So that's where that's where I come down on it. Yep, it's. Maybe, yeah, if this was a different offense, I'd have a little bit more, you know, I'd, feel, I'd have more of an opinion, but I just I don't right now. Yeah, and when you feel yeah. eh about a guy, just, like, he tough. just doesn't end up on my yeah. team, and he slides down my rankings. Speaking of, eh, Mike Wallace, 47th. I feel like he's going to be another kind of boomer bust guy. He, I think he's, he's there to stretch yeah. the field. He's a little bit older. He's he's nothing to cost. He doesn't cost you anything, but he's just a guy. He's a depth pick, mm-hmm. especially if you go maybe, I don't even know where you, not even if you go risk. I don't know. He's just a depth pick where you just throw him on your team and let's see what he does, I guess. Yeah. You know? For, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm it's not excited either way. I'm just those two guys just sometimes I'm just that's what straight up tell people here. It's just some guys are just like yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't when you know. get this low too and I, I keep saying it over and over and over but really I am looking for value. I'm looking for upside when you get this low. I don't see and it. And I don't yet. see it for him and that's why he's kind of Yeah, eh. he should be ranked there but it doesn't he doesn't have the yeah. upside of 48 Corey Coleman. I would never draft yeah. him. I would probably take him off waivers yep. in order to maybe fill in the spot. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Corey Coleman's our 48th, and he has the upside. He has the he talent. Does. Again, he was injured again. Another one of those rookie running receivers injured, last year. Yeah. Just, you, you don't know quite what you got because people have been injured. He looked really good when he started last season before the injuries hit. There could be there there is a good potential that he could be, you know, a player. That's the again, situation. It's the Browns. Who is their quarterback? I don't know. Yeah, well, we don't know. There's like four options at this point. Yeah, it seems and like, they were talking about how it was Osweiler's to lose, and then Kaiser comes on the preseason, looks pretty good. And yeah, what do the Browns have to lose? No, Kessler's just an afterthought at this point. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy over there. So I don't know who's throwing the ball. I don't know if he's healthy or not. Um, so he's one of those guys that could. He's a good lottery pick down. Yeah, here, I mean you can't move up at this point really. I mean, I think we're, we're really hitting the the trade deadline. So or the the, the draft deadline. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he's one of those that kind of gets lost in the in the shuffle because he's just in a bad situation with some injury risk. Last two guys, we'll round out our list. Buffalo receivers, Jordan Matthews, Zay Jones. Both these guys, I like both of them for 
for upside. Uh, Matthew scares me a little bit because he already got hurt within 15 minutes of you know practice starting, yep. which is almost comical. Um, not for Buffalo, obviously. Um, but I, I, if you had to pick between the two, obviously you've seen what Matthews can do. Do you like Matthews or Zay Jones? Say Matthews is healthy. I, I'm going Zay. I would too. Yep. And I think I'd go, I mean, it's a little bit I'd go for the unknown. Um, yep. But I, I really do. Yeah. I like the amount of catches he had in college. I realize it's college. I realize he went to a smaller school. But, I mean, if the guy really has that great of hands, he can really yep. get that kind of separation that you need to in order to catch what was 170 balls or something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yep. um, yeah. I think he could be a huge help to Tyrod and and especially, you know, with Matthews if he's hurt once I think, again. I think they must like him by just getting rid of Watkins. There's something there. Maybe, I don't know, it's not, that's not the whole reason, obviously, but they, they, they felt comfortable enough yeah. with getting rid of him. And I love him, like especially if you can put him as your last guy on your bench and just wait and see. First yep. week. See if he if he looks good or not, and then you can move on from there. It wouldn't be a big deal. What well, rounds at our top fifty? There's some guys down below here that we do like because of just the potential there, but we just they're not they're not good enough to rank up there yet. Kevin White, Josh Doxson, Perriman, they're all guys. All basically, you're going to know the players we're talking about. Players that have drafted in the base of the first two rounds the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know those guys: White, Doxson, Perriman, even John Ross. You know is there. Kenny Galladay. Now he's moving up ranks after his two touchdown performance. Just don't don't. Eh, who cares? He did that against nobody, but that bothers me in a way because it's going to move him up. I still think he's a good red zone target, and that's what it showed. But yeah. Even Tyler Lockett's in there. Well, can yeah. he come back and be a player? Fine. Well, also, you know, Baldwin got banged up yep. recently, so yep. you know, there's it, a lot of potential. Down yeah, there. that can move up really, really quickly. Yep. All right, I think that's it for wide receivers. We'll be back one more episode this week, and the next week we'll have our do a tight end ranking episode. Just one. We don't need two tight end ranking episodes. Do one. We'll do like an over, little overall, but we'll have our own little twist on it because people keep asking about, you know, like a top 20 overall list. And I don't like to do those necessarily because it changes based on how the draft's going. But we'll do it our own little way next week. Yeah. It'll be close enough yeah. to all the drafts where it's not going to change yeah. drastically. All right. Once again, thank you to Fan Up Network for sponsoring today's show. Go check them out, fanupnetwork.com. Download them on Apple, Android, all that good stuff. 